0: Life Life is is good, good, but but it could be harmless harmless phosphorescence. phosphorescence. Is that better? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Hello, everyone. This is your host, The Rose Smiley. And I, too, wish I could be a cat, although it's mostly the sleeping 16 hours a day. (laughs)
1: <laughs> who's, who's with me? <laughs> All of us. I'm Josh CC, but you can call me Amazon Prime.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh, and if you want to be like me, you don't have to
3: work or do anything. And I am the Duke of Deception, Alaric Weber.
0: <laughs> ah.
3: Mm, yep, close up magic.
0: Uh, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's a podcast where we watch every theatrically released full length live action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You want to be a patron too? Just go over to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got a lot of bonus content there. We got Star Wars shows, um, music shows. Uh, we uh, just uh, put up our uh, monthly movie, which was uh, Drag Me to Hell. So we got a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, just random movies up there that uh, we do shows on. Uh, buck a month is all you need to get started. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching Wonder Woman
1: 1984. My life hasn't been what you probably think it has.
0: We all have our struggles.
1: Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. So many times. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And so
3: Why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it.
1: Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today. But you can save the world. Steve. Now I take what I want in return.
3: Everyone will see.
0: Nothing good is born from lies,
3: and greatness is not what you think.
0: Uh, that just a trash can? It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. That trailer promised it to us on June 8th, 2020. Something that did not happen. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was one of the big, big movies that got pushed back because of COVID, obviously. Um, and it was Probably the first real big one that premiered day and date in the theater and on streaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I did not see this in the theater. I watched it at home on December 25th,
3: 2020. Like a smart person.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes.
2: Uh, I would die for Wonder Woman, though. It's not arch enemy.
0: Yeah, was, uh, yeah, no, it's not our, our last movie. Yeah, was not worth dying for. Um, yeah, it was. It was released Christmas Day, 2020, a running time of 151 minutes. It cost 200 million dollars, and it made 169.6 million at the box office. Um, obviously, it probably would have done a lot better were it not COVID, but um. Uh, it's impossible to say what it did for HBO Max, especially since HBO Max now is being dismantled. Well, and so much of that moment in time, they were
2: kind of leading the charge on like, ah, we got, we have these movies, we got to get them out. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. If it gets more subscribers, it gets more subscribers. Otherwise, stuff's going to get stale. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You're going long- to have to
2: can- reshoot the end of this movie to make it a spring movie.
0: You know? Like. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, exactly. It's it, You, you got to put the movie out somehow, somewhere. They held it for like six months, which was a yeah. long time to hold a movie. Um, well,
2: and following up on things like uh, what's it called, uh, New Mutants, that was in development hell for forty thousand weeks, mm-hmm. you know, and eventually just quietly dropped to no fanfare.
0: What is? Uh, how long did the the bond get? Like, wasn't that like a year and a half or something? Like.
2: Yeah, Bond yeah. was
0: held for a long time.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Scarlet or not Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow similarly yeah. got pushed back and yeah, released like only a solid on streaming. Year. Right? No, no, no. It was in theaters. Oh, okay, that did get a release. Yeah, because um, I paid their their money to watch it. on Oh, streaming.
0: that's right. You had to pay to watch it. Yeah, on streaming. Because
2: Disney has a different model than HBO does, and I wonder if they're
0: comparing notes and being like, "Can we? Should we switch?" Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So, like I said, it was released December 25th, 2020, which means it's time we play the box office top 10 game. This is the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of December 25th, 2020. And uh, these fellas here are going to try to guess what uh, movie I'm describing. Um, A few of these actually were on last week because Arch Enemy only came out like three weeks before this. Uh, so we'll be skipping those. Um, uh, let's see. We've got interest. Where is Arch Enemy
2: in the list? It's where, not. Where is it standing? It is it's not. <laughs> not even in
0: the top hundred? Uh, not. It's Yeah, it does not appear on any list. It might have already been out of theaters, honestly. Not surprised. Um, we do have, like, there's some interesting ones, like, down there. There's some, like, New Mutants is still hanging in at number 31, it made, oh my God, on for the, the Christmas week, the New Mutants made $165. Uh-huh. Oh That's my. like
2: 10 people, maybe 12 people.
0: Yeah, not $165,000, 165. dollars <laughs> Nationwide. Nationwide, yes. Oh, Good my. for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some interesting... There's a bunch of Christmas stuff, obviously, out. Muppet Christmas Carol's making a showing. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. A Christmas Story is uh, at number 17.
2: Where's It's a Wonderful Life? Please tell me that still making it's money. It's not
0: on here. Wow, sad. Um, it was definitely on television. We got two Grinches. How the Grinch Stole Christmas and The Grinch are both why on did this we- list.
2: Why did we cast Benedict Cumberbatch in this role?
0: Right. Uh, Polar Express is hanging in at number fourteen. Uh, at number eleven, we got uh, Christmas Vacation. Um, and then Elf? anywhere. Uh, so well, we're in the top ten now, and like I said, a All lot right. of these, a lot of these we had before. Um, last time we played. So at number, number ten. We've got the uh, that body swap movie Freaky with Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, at number nine, we've got Elf. At number eight, the war with grandpa, that uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> the Robert De Niro cash in a check movie. <laughs> and opening this week at number seven. Oh boy. Which one? Oh, oh my God! This movie. Okay, an old woodcarver's creation <laughs> magically comes to life with dreams of being a real boy. Nope. <clears throat> which one? Which one is it?
3: Which one? It's oh. not the
0: Tom Hanks one, right? No, that only came and out a couple months ago. I don't. It's not, not the even Guillermo the del
2: Toro one, which isn't out yet. Isn't
0: out yet. But it wasn't a Disney one. Right? No, it's not a Disney. It's not the. It's not a re-release yeah. of the Disney Pinocchio either. Is it called When You Wish Upon a Flaming Ball of Gas? It is called Pinocchio, and uh-huh. I for, and it stars Robert Benini, Roberto yes. Benini as Pinocchio. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. Um Who's Roberto Benini? That sounds like a dictator. He's a
0: um, no. He, he was a Life Is Life Is Wonderful guy. Oh, yeah, Or Life Is Beautiful. Postman, life Is Beautiful. The Postman. Yeah. yeah. Life is beautiful. Um, Not the postman with il postino. Il postino, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, so he plays Pinocchio like a a fifty five year old dude playing the little wooden boy. It's I hope an it's an Italian
1: a, story.
2: An old Pinocchio. He's like, I've been around this city. As a- uh, my my woods creaking. Forty five years. Nobody's oil.
0: No, no. He plays a little boy and. By all accounts, the whole thing, like the whole time he's like, like, it's me, little Pinocchio.
1: Constantly reminding people. (laughs) It's a me, Pinocchio. It's a me, Mario.
0: As far as I know, every Italian constantly says, it's a me, and then
1: says their name. (laughs) And yep, (laughs) spicy meatball, we love to say. Of course.
3: So so I'm looking this up. Uh, Roberto Benigni was Geppetto.
0: He played Pinocchio, too. I'm pretty sure, didn't he? I thought
3: uh, he did. No, That's that even was, better. The poster, <laughs> he always looked like he was. Um, it says uh, Federico Iolapi.
0: Huh. I, okay.
3: <laughs> all right. I was under the impression it was Benini.
2: Maybe he Me was too. puppeteering him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know, super
0: meta. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Um, at number six. After a one-night stand, a successful married man finds himself entangled in a cunning police detective's latest investigation. The Will and Jada story? <laughs> Is that entangled? Saw,
1: saw, saw four.
0: No, no, no. It's it's a. Uh, it looks like it looks like a, like a, a, a thriller, like a romantic thriller,
3: kind of oh. throwback. Mm. Is it called Entangled?
0: It's not, but it does have an equally generic name
1: Uh, mother can i play with danger (laughs) i wish wasn't it mother may i play with danger Oh, mother may i sleep with danger
0: that's it mother may i sleep may i sleep with danger i like that they use the like the proper yeah is the not without my daughter was another is the cop the one night stand the cop would be the one night stand i assume yeah oh Sleeping Out the with tagline the police. Is, One mistake can change your life. That could be the tagline for a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. uh, Speeding in bed.
1: Entrapment.
0: No, no. Oh, well, I was uh, going to
1: guess that. I thought Al had already guessed. Entrapment. No, it's
0: it's uh, starring Michael Ely and Hillary Swank. It's called Fatal. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, damn, Hillary
2: <laughs> okay. Swank.
1: If you say something. I hope she murders the guy at the end. <laughs> One of my favorite Office episodes is the is office White. debate. Uh, is <laughs> is Swink
0: hot? Yeah. hot or not? Where, where do you guys I, come down?
1: <laughs> I like, yeah, I love that episode. I don't know. That's why I love that episode. It is a puzzler.
0: It kind of is. Oh,
2: I'm, I'm firmly in Hillary Swank as a babe camp.
0: I mean, she's All an right. attractive woman, but I don't know if she's hot. I seriously don't.
2: I do Yeah. It's a it's, it's a binary decision. Somebody's uh.
1: Well, sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. The next movie on the box office top ten at number five. A young lady traumatized by a tragic event in her past seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. I have seen this one. It's a good movie.
1: It follows. No. No. That was earlier. Yeah.
0: It's not a horror. It's. Oh. Um, uh, It's a revenge movie. Yeah, starring Carrie Mulligan.
2: Oh, this is not Soho. Shit! What is this called? Where she murders the the dudes
0: off of the dating app and Bo Burnham.
1: Yeah. Oh God. I've heard of this.
0: It's called Promising Young
1: Woman. Yes. Very good movie. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. I I, I highly recommend it. It's a good. Yeah. It's still on my
0: list of things to like catch up on. It's good.
1: Well. Legit, Love that, Bo Bernard. Leg,
0: yeah, legit good movie. And he's not playing a comedic role at all. Yeah.
1: I, did, yeah, I didn't think he was, which I'm excited about that. Yeah.
0: Um, at number four this week. Huh. When Captain Artemis and her loyal soldiers are transported to a new world, they engage in a desperate battle for survival. Against enormous enemies with incredible powers.
1: Um, no. Um starting Annihilation.
0: N- no, no. <laughs> this is not a good movie. <laughs> um, and it's starring uh. Mia Djokovic. Oh. Is this a Resident Evil movie? It's not, but it may as well be. Underworld something? No. Resident Evil. <laughs> it's um it is based on a video game but not Resident Evil.
3: A guest evil.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not a resident.
0: Fortnite. Tourist visa. It's Monster Hunter. Oh, they made a movie of that? And it starred Mia Jovovich,
2: yep. (laughs) Good for her. I'm glad she's still playing video game roles.
0: Uh, At number three this week... A Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by the Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. They travel hundreds of miles and face grave dangers as they search for a place that either can call home.
1: The searchers, because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, Starring um, Tom Hanks. Um. Huh. Oh, True Grit?
0: No, no, that no. was Bridges. That was a Cohen. Oh,
1: that was Bridges. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Know where I was? It's
0: it kind of kind of similar, though plot wise, yeah. Um, yeah. It was. This is a Netflix film. This is its uh, Academy Award like theater run, so they can qualify.
1: Oh, was it that like something of the dog?
0: No, no, that was that was uh, that was Cumberbatch. Power of the, power of the yeah, dog that was Cumberbatch. It. Yeah, Jane Campion. Power Jesse, of the dog. Oh, and Jesse. Oh, Jesse Clemens, Yeah, Jesse Plemons yeah. was in yeah. that too. Yeah.
1: Um, no, this God. is
0: this is news of the world,
1: huh? Yeah. About in a million years, whatever. <laughs> at,
0: at number two, this was also on our last one. Hank, still, still at number two, the Croods two, a new way. <laughs> <laughs> All month long, people are coming out for the Croods.
1: They're like, I'll do it. I'll do it for that. I'll wear it, like,
0: I will die. <laughs> for the Croods. <laughs> Rolled deep with Yeah, Croods. I wonder
2: how many of the people in that audience were just parents who were like, <gasps> I have to take my kids somewhere. They've mm. been locked up for a year.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And at number one this week, Diana must contend with a work colleague and a businessman.
1: <laughs> and a businessman. <laughs> Especially the eighties. It's the eighties. We've talked about this a million times. Just businessman. Yeah. So many writers got away with just businessman. I do business. I'm at the business yep. factory. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I make business plans in business land and I want to make you money. <laughs> um, yeah. Wonder Woman 1984
0: is number one. Um, of course, uh, That does it for our box office top 10 this week, and it brings us to the character and comic book background, Mr. Alaric Weber. I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, Professor, please tell us what we need to know.
3: (laughs) Okay, well, uh, so we've uh, talked about Wonder Woman uh, a couple of times, Um, but new to this one is the Cheetah. Now, (laughs) um, it's like Wonder Wonder Woman's version of Catwoman. I don't know.
0: I guess, yeah. Um, she's a little little too cat-like. She's (laughs) an angelical Catwoman. Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) When are we going to get the Wonder Woman
1: 1984
2: butthole cut? Wow. Wow. I'll Sign up for that mailing list. <laughs> yeah. um, little oh. did I know that it was Chris Pine's butthole I signed up for. <laughs>
0: right. I was gonna say Pedro I Pascal. Mean, I mean, yeah. hey, hey, I'm not gonna say no if Chris Pine's oh, take a, I'll take a peek, you know, for
3: science. They just put buttholes on all the pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can sell those. Motherfuckers. So, uh, the cheetah is a major recurring adversary of Wonder Woman. Uh, both of those characters were created created by William Moulton Marston. Cheetah debuted in the autumn 1943 Wonder Woman number six. Wow, that is old. That's Jeez, a pedigree. An OG. Yeah. The original Cheetah was Priscilla Rich, a Washington D.C. socialite with an overwhelming inferiority complex and a split personality. <laughs> Bad combination.
2: That's kind of cool. Yeah.
3: They captured a lot of that
1: yeah
2: in their interpretation of it
1: i mean Mark said we've talked about him but he he was a psychologist right yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. yeah
1: yeah yeah um
0: <laughs> i can only imagine what being getting therapy from him would have been like he was like so listen i'd like to talk to you about ropes
1: yeah like <laughs> I think he was a, i think he was a clinician like i think he yeah did
2: research but yeah uh, ran experiments and stuff yeah. probably involving rope i would hope after <laughs> being eclipsed. Soap, you dope after Better being eclipsed by Hope, w- oh sorry Al.
3: we're done after being eclipsed by Wonder Woman at a charity event Priscilla is confronted by her alter ego in a mirror the reflection commands her to fashion a suit from a cheetah skin rug and frame <laughs> Wonder Woman for robbery
2: <laughs> it looked like an old-timey oh. Halloween costume then yeah
1: <laughs> You see that rug? Uh, put it on. Put it, put it on. Now get this chick. <laughs> yeah, I told her to make a costume. What the fuck does it care?
3: Uh, Priscilla interest. Cheetah was later seen as a member of Villainy Inc., an alliance of several Wonder Woman adversaries. Do you think that's a non-profit? Or do you think they're a for-profit?
0: <laughs> Villainy Inc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're doing great on merch.
3: Priscilla Rich had many run-ins with Wonder Woman before giving up her criminal identity and retiring to her North Shore, Maryland mansion.
0: Yeah, like, why are you a criminal? You're already rich. Just relax.
3: It's like, I'm going through some things.
2: I think it was the mental health issues that drove yeah, her crime. That's what yeah, I
1: I was in a weird
0: place then. <laughs> it made me wear rugs.
2: Yeah, I was just wearing a rug. It's a fashion crime.
3: The second cheetah was Deborah Domain, niece to Priscilla Rich, uh, created by Jerry Conway and Jose Delbo, first seen in Wonder Woman number 274, December of 1980. Oh, took a while. An ecology activist, Debbie meets and befriends Wonder Woman. Later that day, Debbie visits her elderly aunt, who succumbs to illness. Uh, Priscilla's former associate the supervillain Cobra with a K captures Debbie to mold, mold her in her aunt's persona Cobra tortures and brainwashes Debbie providing her with an updated cheetah costume and commanding her in crime and villainy often facing Wonder Woman I, up-
0: I updated your costume <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Debbie Cheetah was a member of the secret <laughs> society of supervillains.
1: <laughs> Debbie Cheetah. Debbie Cheetah. That is a, a Karen who just does not like where you put your fence open.
3: Uh, yeah, so so far, we've got uh, Priscilla Cheetah and Debbie Cheetah. Uh, yep. Neither of whom... Check. 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 <laughs> Neither of the first two Cheetahs possessed superhuman abilities, but both were highly skilled in acrobatics, gymnastics, and martial arts. Okay, and costume so
1: And costume That's Catwoman. It's as Catwoman. As well, so okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's fine. That's fine.
3: Cheetah number three is Dr. Barbara Ann Minerva, first seen in Wonder Woman, volume two, number seven, in August of 1987, created by Len Wein and George Perez a british archaeologist barbara is ambitious selfish and severely neurotic as most (laughs) british archaeologists are
1: (laughs) a nervous lot they are
3: barbara finances an expedition to africa to find a tribe said to be protected by a female guardian with the powers of a cheetah Sounding very like Black Panther there,
1: the powers of a cheetah. <laughs> the powers of a
3: cheetah. After marauders kill most of the expedition party and the cheetah guardian, Barbara agrees to become the tribe's new protector, told she will gain immortality, which apparently wasn't on the table for the previous guardian who is now dead.
1: <laughs> hey, white lady, would you like to rule the?
2: Yeah, they managed to turn her into a white savior character,
3: right? Yeah in African? Alright, pardon. Uh, Barb ingests a potion made from human blood and the berries and leaves of the plant god Erzkartaga. <laughs> and it's
2: Black Panther! Holy shit! Like whole cloth. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Which gives her orange skin with black spots, a tail and claws as well as superhuman strength, senses, and reflexes.
2: <laughs> Do you think she would have drank it if she knew it would give her orange skin though and black spots?
3: And claws, mm-hmm. Yeah, ta- I mean, I'd do it for the tail.
2: powers. They're like, you're going to have a tail and orange skin, though. I'd be like, uh no, 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 Does
1: the no, no, tail no. have to grow, or is it just like, tail? It Ooh. just
0: pops on.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird to watch
1: the tail it, grow. It plugs right in.
2: Um, <laughs> it plugs right in. It's
1: a screw-in. <laughs> <laughs> it's an adapter, yeah. You're
0: yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, Right now, Europe is making sure all tail adapters read the same. <laughs> <I'm just trying laughs>
3: you can't have a special
0: it. tail adapter for <laughs>
2: Upsetting for the, tail <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the tail industry.
0: Hey, I, I, there, there actually is one. I mean, y'all have seen a furry, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still sad. That was funny.
3: Unfortunately, the host of the cheetah was intended to be a virgin, which Barbara was not. <laughs> Thus, Barbara, Barbara would experience severe pain and physical disability when in human form and a bloodthirsty euphoria when in cat form. Barbara, because you, she
0: wasn't a virgin? Barbara, you yes. ignorant slut.
2: <laughs> I, I love that Where's so much, though, Because, like, you would never get a male character. Like, Shazam! Doesn't turn in well, uh, Shazam doesn't turn like he doesn't turn disabled because he's not a virgin, kind of thing. That's yeah, really, that's a weird thing to put on a female character that is, like that. That oh, is
0: that is some real a, sexist bullshit, right?
3: There. You're virgin and, a virgin labeled the villain, and now you're disabled. Like, Welcome to 1987.
0: Yeah, there, there's <laughs> <It> a, is, <laughs> there are a lot of incels right now. America, there's a lot of incels right now who are like, maybe I could be the cheetah. <laughs>
3: I give me orange spots. Black spots, orange skin. Sorry. Barbara Cheetah first comes into Wonder Woman's world, coveting possession of the lasso of truth. Over the years, Barb's beef with Diana became more about a bruised ego in the face of her many defeats in battle. So it's a sex thing. There was a fourth Cheetah. <laughs> a a Businessman. This is man Sebastian Ballesteros, who usurped Barbara's powers for a brief period of time, Barbara was eventually able to kill Sebastian and regain her powers.
2: I only have one question, Al: mm-hmm. Was Sebastian Ballesteros a virgin? <laughs> Does it say? And if not, did he experience those yeah. those
0: non-virginal pains that Barbara God, had?
3: It, I it. I hope it was agonizing. I, I didn't. I didn't see any mention of his. Virginal status in the world. Well, game. he's only done
1: soaking.
0: <laughs> so technically, mm, okay. he's
1: a
3: virgin. Yeah. Um, Barbara later amplified her super speed with help from Zoom, aka Reverse Flash. And Barbara Cheetah has been a member of the Secret Society <laughs> of Supervillains and the Injustice League. The Injustice so her last, League. last name's her last name's not Cheetah, right? No, it's Minerva. Barbara okay, Barbara so, Minerva.
2: Which isn't. The, the other one was like Jessica Cheetah and now Barbara is Barbara
1: or the Cheetah. Deborah's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Deborah. Debbie De- Cheetah. De-
3: De- Debbie
0: Cheetah.
3: <laughs> so to be clear, Cheetah was none of their last name. No. But funny. Uh, but they're or, the
0: Cheetah but... girls, you know. My <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like sporty cheetah.
1: Uh. Scary <laughs> cheetah. That's most of them. I,
0: I don't know what, what was the what was the fourth
2: cheetah? Dave cheetah. I like uh, Dave.
3: That. Yeah.
1: It was Sebastian.
2: Sebastian. Yeah, totally yeah, the, not a virgin guy named Sebastian.
3: Yeah, he gets like a, yeah. a businessman. Oh yeah, yeah that's no.
1: right.
3: Yeah. In 1980s. Yeah. in the nineteen eighties, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lot, it, lots of. Lots of token girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, moving on to Maxwell Lord, the fourth. First appeared in Justice League number one, May of 1987, created by Keith Giffen, J.M. Dematteis, and Kevin Maguire. Maxwell Lord was originally introduced as a shrewd and powerful businessman who was an ally of the Justice League and was influential and in, influential in the formation of the Justice League International. Lord was later developed into an adversary of Wonder Woman and the Justice League. At some point, an alien gene bomb activated Lord's latent metagene, granting him <laughs> the ability to control the minds of others.
0: A gene bomb? Levi's everywhere. Yeah, say from the planet Levi Strauss. Yeah.
3: Um, sometime later Lord died of a brain tumor and his consciousness was downloaded into a cyborg <laughs> uh, and we have a was he have, a virgin though uh, no
0: <laughs> we have verification he was not
3: also in the movie we have a brief appearance well, two scenes Uh, I think with Simon Stagg best known as the genius level antagonist and creator of the superhero metamorpho Stagg debuted in the brave and the bold number 57 in January of 1965, created by Bob Haney and Ramona Freydon. Is he the
2: guy that, that pulls out his funding from Max Lord's Okay. uh,
0: what was it? Black gold. Black gold. Two C's. Texas T. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we mention the brave bold. and the bold in in the back character background, I think it's a soap opera.
3: Same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what was that soap opera? The bold and the
0: beautiful. The bold and the beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The young and the restless, the bold and the beautiful. The...
2: Days of our lives. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well, General Hospital. General Hospital. Is, is has oh, close to 60,000 episodes.
2: I know what to put on after The Simpsons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, half of them are on radio, though, so... <laughs> they predated...
2: Just listening it. to couples argue as a radio show? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, it predated good. television. Uh,
0: that show's insane. Um, that brings us to the uh, production of the film itself. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was written by... Uh, Dave Callaham, Jeff Johns, and Patty Jenkins. Uh, Dave Callaham, not Callahan, but Callaham.
1: <laughs> he might be <laughs> a Callaham.
0: <laughs> um, we've uh, let's see. We uh, have talked about him before. He had a uh, writing credit on Ant Man. Um, we'll uh, see him again on Shang Chi. And Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Actually, we won't because that's an animated film, and uh, we won't uh, be covering that one on this podcast. It'll happen. Well, yeah, a long, we'll keep twisting your arm. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna, I mean, it's it is one of the best superhero movies ever made. Like yeah. we,
1: what we have said is that we'll uh, select few. Yeah. By no means. Yeah.
0: Yeah, not going to do them all. Like the
1: like the the four best super animated superhero. Movies
0: yeah um jeff johns um let's see his credits um let's see he had uh he did a lot he was a comic book writer um oh yeah uh he did and he did uh let's see he did some screen stuff like a lot of uh, dc uh animated films green lantern emerald knights justice league the flashpoint paradox uh he uh uh Marcus Knight.
3: Yeah. Was a big one.
0: Yeah. He does have a writing credit on the uh, 2016 Suicide Squad. Um
1: do you write Kingdom Come? Um Never mind. I'll look that up Yeah. One.
0: I'm not sure. Um we will uh Yeah, he oh, he has a he's currently a the head writer for DC's Star Girl. Um, and Superman and Lois are hmm. an executive producer on that one, I guess. All right. And then Patty Jenkins, who was also our director, of course, um, Patty Jenkins, we covered previously on the first Wonder Woman, obviously, um, she's only ever made three feature films. Uh, what was the other one? It was, uh, monster, monster, the, uh, oh, Charlie right. Theron monster. Yeah. Like, those are her three movies.
1: <laughs> she, she, Charlize what? Theron's Monster, yeah. an adaptation that, of Frankenstein.
0: That won an Oscar, right? Uh, Charlize Theron did one yeah. for that, I think, yeah.
2: Um, she was in the, she's in the holding pattern for that Rogue Squadron movie. Yeah. That is no longer has a release date, right?
0: It does not. Uh, it hasn't been canceled officially, but it is in like a kind of limbo state, it would appear. Um yeah. r- strangely enough recently they've said that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is back on the table like they're going to they've started moving on that one. Good.
2: I'm here for it. Me I'm ready to want to see it. I'm as excited for that
0: as I am for Tyka. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um after Love and Thunder I'm slightly less excited for Tyka's but I still liked Love and Thunder and I'm still excited for it. I I I feel the same way about Love and Thunder as I do this movie. It surprised me. I I can see that. I yeah, it was entertaining enough. I yeah, think I, I liked Love and Thunder better than this movie. But I do, I
2: do. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. But they gave me the same sort of like I didn't hate anything about either of
0: these movies.
2: Yeah, yeah but it was very I, I upset agree. about both of them.
0: I, uh, you know what I hated about this movie? The running time. <laughs> oh, it's
2: just too. Uh, long. Yeah, I agree with true. that.
0: It is yeah. a long fucking movie. Um, it's twenty five minutes until they get to the actual story. We have 25 minutes of like just stage setting and background.
2: I will say though, that opening sequence made me feel a ton of
0: stuff. They oh. did such a great job. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. Absolutely. The race. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we'll get to that. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see our cast. We've got Gal Gadot back. Uh, Chris Pine. Um, we got Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva, probably best known for uh, SNL. Um,
2: Dude, the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. I, when would I ever watch SNL? I watched the Ghostbusters movie all the time.
0: She, uh, she was a Ghostbuster in a movie that was completely lo- beloved by the Ghostbusters fan base. One of the most popular
2: films of all time, if
0: not the most popular film of all time. That's right. Yeah. Um, she was, uh, uh, of course, um, Bridesmaids. Um, oh, yeah. Which was great. She, oh my gosh. She was in the McGruber movie, which is fucking oh, insane. Yeah. That That's fucking crazy. movie is crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. shit. I saw people complain about
2: her being cast in this role because she is just a comic. She's a sketch comic. And I'm like, she's perfect. No, she's she- such a babe. She
0: plays the role right. She's angry in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. No, she did great she she was totally good in this. I have no issues with her whatsoever. She she did a great job. Um oh yeah, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. That one was that was all right. That's weird too. Yeah. It's a fucking weird movie. Weird I dug movie. it. <laughs> um yeah, and she does a lot, let's see, she does a lot of voice work. Um despicable me franchise, How to Train Your Dragon. Huh. Uh, yeah. So. Um we've got Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord. Um, I don't think we've done anything with him before on this podcast, have we? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, he's probably best known at this point as the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, the, the Scorpion in, yeah. in, Martel uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it? Oh, Dor-
2: Doran, Doran Martell. No, it
0: began with an O something Oberyn. Oberon, Oberon Martell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We
2: watched him. Spoiler alert for Game of Thrones: get his face crushed. This beautiful man.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, and let's see. He's. Ooh, uh, this year he is in the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicolas Cage. I haven't yeah. seen that yet, but it looks incredible.
2: Yeah. yeah, the bits that I've seen made me laugh so hard. He's in Last yeah. of Us too. He's
0: uh oh, that's right. The Last Joel. of Us
1: series is yeah. that's
0: coming out in January. I forgot about yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I dig Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, everything very much. he does he's Arcos a super so emotional
2: good. character act or not character but actor like it just comes out character
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Robin Wright is back as uh.
3: Um, in- sorry real quick uh he was uh, he was an episode of Buffy the vampire Slayer
0: that's right
3: yes back in, in 1999 his, in
0: his early days he he uh yeah I remember seeing that I I've never recognized him watching it through but it's been it's been a minute since I've watched Buffy all the way through
2: it's like every leading man right went through that show and either came out the other end famous or
0: there's a yeah there's a lot of people that were just yeah like uh, a vampire Reynolds was
2: on that. Yeah. Or or was that charmed?
0: No, that was charmed, I think. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that were vampire number three that later became somebody. Um, yeah. Uh, Oh,
3: hang on. Interestingly, um, Pedro Pascal was in a TV movie titled wonder woman, Hmm. uh, back in 2011. I don't know anything about that. Uh, Was he wonder woman? (laughs) Uh no, Adrian Pelicki was Wonder Woman. So oh, it was that. a Wonder Woman
0: TV movie?
3: That's what it She's says. She's great. It's called Wonder Woman. It says T V movie. It was forty five minutes long. I've yeah, but seen is her this
0: Wonder Woman? Like Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman?
3: Yeah, I've seen her in the yeah. getup as
2: Wonder Woman before. I didn't know that was from a thing. Holy shit.
0: It was a pilot. It was a failed oh. pilot. For, oh, okay.
2: That makes sense. Written yeah. by David E. Kelly. Interesting. She's so good. She was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, what's the Orville? Yeah. Well, what other Adrian Palacki stuff? She's great.
0: Anyway. Yeah. No, I like her. I like Adrian Palacki quite a bit. Um, yeah. She's a... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go through her. She's not in this movie. Yeah. But, no. but yeah, she's great. Um, so, all right. Uh, yeah. Then, of course, uh, Robin, Robin Wright uh, is back as... Antiope, Antiope. I don't know how to say her name. Connie Nelson, Greek lady. En-
3: Antiope, I think.
0: Antiope. Connie Nielsen back as Hippolyta, and spoilers: uh, we've got Linda Carter as uh, Asteria. So uh, went to the U of A. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her and oh. Gary Shandling, I think, are the two most famous U of A alum. T.
1: Nelson also did. Uh, but yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Um. Pas- uh Pedro Pascal said that his uh take on this character was based on Gordon Gecko from Wall Street, and Lex. Luther. Gene Hackman's Leth- Lex Luthor from the uh, Donner you, Superman. You race. can see
1: both of that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely.
2: That uh, that means he had fun doing this. If he's like, I'm just drawn from
0: other cartoony figures you can tell he had fun like he's he's tearing he's chewing the scenery up especially in the very beginning of this movie where he's just a tv personality yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um so uh let's see we've got a few reviews it has 58 percent on rotten tomatoes kind of pretty evenly split this is not a beloved film by the public um yeah oh so it's uh I have two this first one I'm gonna read. You guys try to guess whether this is pro or anti <laughs> <Under> <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Pascal is giving Major Alec Baldwin in the cat in the hat vibes here. I'm gonna say positive. Positive. Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um the Yay. the it was hard to find negative reviews that were in any way fun. People were just like, this movie sucks. We hate it. Right. Um, the, the one I've got here, if Ray Charles was given the gift of sight, but he had to watch <laughs> this movie every day to keep his vision, he'd choose to stay blind. Half a star.
2: Man, why are they going to bring wow. Ray
0: Charles into this?
1: Yeah, oh, I agree, but up. that's quite a review.
2: Mm-hmm. Ultimately it would have been funnier if they'd said Helen Keller. Cause it's, you know, yeah,
1: yeah because she can't absorb anything. It yeah, it's just
2: that's just my opinion, though. Sorry to critique
1: a critique.
2: <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's about it, guys. You ready to jump into the movie? Josh, you have a review, right? Five stars. Yeah, gay. Five stars.
0: <laughs> gay. Five stars. Five stars. Not gay enough. <laughs> Three
1: stars. <laughs> Three stars. Yeah, too much mouth stuff, not enough mouth stuff. <laughs> Living in America. There's a thin line. <laughs> yeah, and it's gross. A thin line between too much and not enough mouth stuff.
0: <laughs> um, all right, here we go, guys. We're getting in, jumping into the movie. This is Wonder Woman 1984. We open with a flashback to Themyscira. Diana's a little girl. She was doing the big race, but she falls off her horse. She's going to win anyway, but Robin Wright stops her cuz she cheated. She skipped the she skipped the smoke
2: arrow target thing.
3: Yeah. Checkpoint. Yeah, like, yeah, it took me a second to figure it. out
2: like,
1: How you know, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the first time I saw it I thought they thought she cheated cuz she wasn't done didn't ride the horse all the way, but no, it was just the checkpoint.
2: I just want to make a comparison to Batman. Batman would have broken that thing, and no one would have known the difference. Mm -hmm. Uh He tossed a rock or something as he went under the bridge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The old rock bridge. (laughs) Uh, Then we get a title card. We cut to Washington D.C. 1984. We're we're 80s-ing it up. Uh, Did Wonder (laughs) Creatures of the Beltway live in D.C. historically?
2: Yes. Interesting.
1: The seat of
0: power. <laughs> she's like, I don't need representation in Congress.
1: <laughs> I am Congress.
0: And she's part of the Israel lobby. Sorry. I, yep, I mean, fine. Gal Gadot. Um, All right. Good. Anyways. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I, There were a lot of like anti-Zionist uh, reviews on Letterboxd. So yeah, it's I skipped over
2: those. Yeah, there's an interesting sequence in here that uh, is not on, un- is not. Not propaganda, necessarily.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Wonder Woman speaking
2: Arabic and saving two uh, Muslim kids in the middle of the road
0: from tanks. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Also, what the fuck were those kids doing in the road? Like, you can see for miles. They're playing jacks. Get out of the fucking road, kids. Like, this is on you. Like, you can see them coming from miles away. There's nothing out there.
2: That being said, those places are where you stop for soda and water, and people stop because there's nowhere else for another
0: 120 miles. So yeah, probably but,
2: expected people to stop.
0: But still, come on, kids, get out of the fucking road. Um, kids can only uh, yeah.
3: see like five feet away from yeah. themselves. You don't. They yeah. were consumed with their I, game of jacks.
0: I remember when I yeah. when I hit puberty and gained my long sight.
3: <laughs> long
0: sight. <laughs> Also, yeah,
2: they were all so shooting guns down the road. They definitely would have heard the sound
1: of gunfire and been like, we "There was inside. a missile! Someone shot a missile!" Look, like the- it, look, give the <laughs> cut the kids some slack. There was a sign right before them that said, "Slow children at play." So, <laughs> so don't be hard on the little dum dums.
0: Uh, so, all right. So, in the movie, Diana's Wonder Womaning secretly she's saving joggers and 80s brides and those, <laughs> those guys racing their hot rods she's going to the mall for a jewel heist the, the music in this
2: opening sequence in the mall is one of my favorite parts of the music because they turned it into like an 80s uh i don't even know what to call it like it felt like saint elmo's fire soundtrack music like version of it or something. yeah
0: i know what you mean where it's like that like kind of like st- Like weird Cynthia 80s background music stuff that they have. Yeah.
2: But like strangely uplifting, like Chariots of Fire Vangelis take instead of like every single time she appeared in
0: every other Every single time.
2: Yes. I'm so glad they did something with the music instead of just that same thing.
0: Well, you know what? If we don't play that every single time, how do we know Wonder Woman's on screen?
2: If if we don't, it's an imposter. That's right.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's a. The jewel thieves, they were stealing the thing, right? Yeah, they were stealing the secret artifacts because, uh, as we all know, artifacts are being sold (laughs) in the the back of, like, Zales. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. K-Jewelers.
2: Definitely not the museum where she works, though.
0: Mm, Definitely not. Black Market
2: Antiquities, those definitely go through a mall.
0: Yeah, Um. so... Then we cut to her at home. She's got lots of pictures of the old days, World War, the good old days of World War I. Um
2: she so. has photographic evidence that she is over a hundred years old.
0: Yes. She every, is
2: not living a secret life.
0: Every time but but she also is, because she's secretly being Wonder Woman, but no one ever like says anything or notices her. Yeah. It's weird. She's not in the, there's not like TV reports like our mysterious like lady that saves everybody. Well, I mean, we do, we do get
2: that, but not like here she is photo of her. She's very leggy. It's 1984. You know, like,
0: video cameras existed.
2: That being said, they did do the thing where they just, where she did actively destroys the cameras. We she see did, it happen on film. Did. So
0: she's doing that every time. All air right, quotes. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So, uh,
3: she, winking at small children to make them keep quiet. <laughs> that made me so happy. <laughs>
0: Wonder Woman and my uncle Joey. Oh, beautiful moment.
3: That was that was actually really cute when she like slid her into the teddy bear, and she's just yep. like the little girl is just overjoyed.
0: So I mean this this is this is made to be not just take place in the eighties. It's made to be like an eighties movie, and I think that's the element yeah. that people missed. Yeah, <laughs> that like. It, this is not too
2: young war to games appreciate it and big, you know, yeah.
0: like, yeah, it's a weird wish, a weird 80s sci-fi wish movie. It's kind of cheesy. Like it was done. But on it purpose. has some
1: like real genius type vibes. Yeah. At, at points. It's yeah. It de-
2: it demands s- suspension of disbelief, Yeah,
0: it really does. I didn't mind any of that stuff. I didn't find it terrible. I just I think it was too long. <laughs> I think they needed to cut 20 to 30 minutes yeah. out of this thing. I, the I end is a mess. Oh, Ultimately. yeah. The end's a huge mess. Yeah. Um, so um, pretty much everything past the point they go to Egypt is kind of a mess. Um, and the OK, there's we'll get to that anyways. But right.
2: I love I love it being a mess because that's an 80s thing as movies fall apart at the end. Like not everything. Not everything is Star Wars that ends well. You know that, that, most movies sucked at the end.
0: That's. I mean, that's true. There were a lot of movies I loved as a kid that, in retrospect, are pretty hot garbage. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, so, anyways, uh, she's basically a lonely lady. Um, the next morning, we meet Barbara Minerva. She's a clumsy, nerdy geologist starting her new job at the Smithsonian. She can't walk in heels. Ugh. What a loser. <laughs> like Yeah, I mean, again, it's 80s. They do like the they they are they are doing some tropes. It's hard to parse whether they're just doing the tropes or whether they're winking at the tropes sometimes. Yeah, ultimately they're still doing the trope. Like the glasses, oh, I don't need my glasses anymore cuz now yeah. I'm hot. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: breaking a heel was was a, a bit much. She should have just been in Keds the whole time. Yeah. Because if you can't wear heels, you don't wear
0: heels. You wear Keds. Yeah. If that's why I wear Keds. That's Always wh- have. That's why I wear heels. I can do it. <laughs> so, uh, Barbara befriends Diana. They learn that the FBI is dra- dropping off some stolen items from the uh, mall heist so that they can identify them. Um, then Barbara and Diana notice one of the artifacts. It's a big crystal thing has a Latin inscription claiming to grant the holder one wish. It's very phallic. It is. They don't take the inscription seriously, but secretly Diana does make a wish.
3: The one dude that runs up he's like, I wish I had a coffee, and then immediately gets a coffee because someone called out sick. Mm-hmm. And burned his Thank mouth you. on it. Monkey's paw.
0: That's,
2: yeah, he <laughs> suffered. Yeah.
0: He suffered the consequences immediately.
2: Yeah. Which... I, I watched a YouTube video about it because I was like, I, I wonder what people thought about this movie. I remember it being contentious, but that was an interesting element where they showed right away, bam, here's the rules. But then they deviated pretty pretty widely from the rules as it got oh, complicated. Yeah. But honestly, I was there for the ride, and I'll watch this movie again because I think it's fun, you know, because the chaos is fun. It,
0: it it becomes very chaotic, and that was clearly intentional, and it was it was fun. It was, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I think the bond
2: ending didn't work for me. That's the one. The one thing. The chaos in DC. I loved that. I thought
0: that was a great result. I think getting everybody in the world to take their wish back it would be an impossible task, even with Wonder Woman. And they tried
2: to tackle that, and they just didn't. It just didn't execute well. No.
0: Um. Yeah. So all right. Um. So uh, they don't take the inscription seriously. Uh, Later, Diana and Barbara go out for a drink. They split up to head home. Barbara gets assaulted in the park. She's saved by Diana. Barbara goes back to the museum and, holding the rock, wishes she were like Diana. (laughs) She wishes she was big.
1: She wishes she was like Mike. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I, I like the element, though, of it being, I just wish I was, like, this person who was confident. And it comes with the su- secret surprise of, like, oh, and also, <laughs> she's a Greek
0: demigod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, hmm, yeah, then later on, when she gets a second wish, that's when things are like, wait, why does she get one?
2: Yeah. Well, because she's wishing on a different stone, was how I interpreted that. I was like, oh, because mm. she wished on the original stone and didn't get a wish from... Him as the stone.
0: Okay. I guess I can see that. it's like soaking. It's, it's, well, it's in the fine print. And,
2: and do you <laughs> only get just one wish?
0: Do they say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did because he tried to get a guy to wish something else or oh, something that's and he fair. couldn't do it because he'd already gotten the wish. Yeah. Um so uh they uh so yeah, she the next day, Barbara is suddenly more popular. Everyone's nicer to her. She can walk in heels. She gets introduced to businessman Max Lord, <laughs> Maxwell Lorenzo is his full name in the film. Um, she they, slept
3: at. She slept at work. Um, she's wearing the same clothes. She just rearranges them to. Look yeah, more eighties sexy,
2: and no one notices. Yeah, yeah, because she's that slick. Yeah, um, their chemistry is fun the two of them he is trying to take advantage but also thinks she's hot and she's just loves the attention
0: mm-hmm. yeah she's never gotten this kind of attention before so she's lapping it up there's no complexity like to it <laughs> they are milk. like both wrapped up to 11 <laughs> uh um fyi cats are lactose intolerant you shouldn't give them milk
1: um yeah huh i've read that too yeah
0: um so she uh He's uh, really just interested in the stone, which we discover is called the dream stone. Barbara and Max hang out. Diana, after she meets Max, doesn't trust him.
2: The providence of the stone was a thing that I had some questions about. and Now is
0: probably as good a time as any. How did he know that the stone existed? I, did he send the robbers? That's what I got the He's, feeling of, is he was looking for it actively. I don't know how he discovered it existed in the first place. Uh, but he was trying to obtain it, and those guys were his guys.
2: They, we see, there should have been more of him
0: figuring that out, I think.
3: We see later, uh, when Diana is looking for the stone, she finds a receipt of sale uh, for Max Lord. So he already bought it, Um, and then it got stolen. I don't know if those were his dudes or not. So maybe, oh, uh, so
0: those weren't his dudes. He was buying it through the secret... Uh uh the
3: black market Jared,
0: like by <laughs> Jewelry <him>. store. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he robbed oh, a Jared.
0: <laughs> uh so all right. Um Max goes back to his office. We meet his son, who's just with him for the weekend. We discover his business is failing. He's been ripping off his investors, essentially running a pyramid scheme. One investor arrives, wants his money back. Uh, Later on that night, there's a big fundraiser. We got our gala. We got our fancy dress ball. Gala. Um, Max romances Barbara, convincing her to let him borrow the dream stone. While Diana gets approached by a dude, rando dude, who it turns out is inhabited by the spirit of her ex-deceased lover, Steve. Steve.
2: They both get hollered at by like collectively 12 men in this five to 10 minute scene. And I love the shit out <laughs> of it. It's like single lady. Hey, where are you going? Hey.
0: hey yeah. Hey. There's a lot of, yeah, the male gaze. Is,
2: I'm not complaining about it, but it's just funny that they, every single dude and
0: mm-hmm.
2: this party, it's like until we get to guy who's like, I've been watching you.
0: Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know what? They say the those, gaze are those, the worst. Those, those Smithsonian galas are, are a meat market. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's Steve uh there and they did
2: the they did the cool freaky Friday shot though where you have the person like choreographed move.
0: Yeah, they they do the spin around and then it comes to his face and oh it's Chris Pine.
2: yeah. Yeah. Instead of
0: doing selective editing of it. I thought that was, I was like, oh, it's nice. It's very eighties. Chris Pine, as he ages, becomes more and more like a, like, a, like, 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 a, like, like a 1940s, like actor, like kind of like he's out on a, like I could see him wearing a lot of scarves and being like,
1: like <laughs> yeah. bohemian, like that. The, the dude dresses very interesting. Like
0: the forties bohemian actor type. Like, yeah. Not like less and less like the like the heartthrob, like open and big movies kind of dude. Anyways, um, so they walk around town, go back to his place or at least the apartment of the dude whose life he's stealing. And then they have sex. Why did they go back to his place? I don't
2: know. She has an incredible. I mean, then again, she wants to keep her identity secret and she hasn't truly vetted him. Maybe she's just trying to get it in
0: i guess it's also a little <laughs> i mean to get it in. <laughs> it's all i mean also uh, so this is this is something that you know people have talked about quite a bit she's having sex with the dude who does not have control over his own body yeah there's a third non consenting party in the sexual relationship <laughs> yeah world's worst threesome
2: or i mean at the same time <laughs> like it's Gal Gadot. I'm sure that he's not trapped in the sunken place, going like, "No, anything but her."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I, I jumped into a gay person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he does dress pretty fabulously at the end.
1: <laughs>
0: but also, yeah, I mean, it's also it's not he, he couldn't give consent, so you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. Right.
2: I have yep. questions about his inclusion at the end. We'll get there,
0: but <laughs> it's almost like they were saying by him being attracted to her at the end, that is like implied post facto consent or something. Uh,
2: Mike, my, my ultimately my question is, do you think they went out for a drink and do you think she told him, I've already had sex with your body multiple times? <laughs> oh,
0: it's That's creepy. That's fucking creepy.
1: Yeah. What do you say? To so that? creepy.
0: Like, it's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. I did. I don't, that's, that's the part of the movie I have the most issue with. Like, is Steve just ha- inhabiting some random dude? And, like, like I wish they there had been a little bit more well-thought-out way for him to come back.
2: I mean, materializing out of thin air and disappearing into thin air is not the worst thing that can happen.
0: No, it isn't. Like, if he had, like, the, there was t- plenty of magic things going on. The wall just sprung up out of the ground. So, so. <laughs> uh,
2: this is my favorite part of this whole movie. Because once I real, I didn't realize it watching it didn't click in my head. Whatever. Thought nothing of it. Um... But Hattie Jenkins addressed it, I guess, and said, like, it's not unlike Big, where at the end of Big, you realize this adult has been having sex with a kid. And mm. she has the dream memory wipe thing that happens kind of thing and realizes whatever they're trying to talk. She's like trying to like, eh, you know, at
0: least it wasn't a kid. So, OK, so she's purposefully. Like, so, OK, well, that's interesting. So she was they're leaning per- into a trope. She was leaning into a trope, which we currently find a little bit gross and rapey.
2: Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, again, like we're talking about the the clumsy woman
0: breaking heels, you know. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I hadn't thought of that itself as being one of those tropes, which you're right. It's it an, absolutely it's is. It's intentional use of film
2: language, okay. you know. All right. To like, call back to a specific thing from the era.
0: I was like, "Okay, oh shit. Okay. That's okay. That's that actually that 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 does a little something. <laughs> it's a choice, not a mistake, I guess. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, meanwhile, Max takes the Dreamstone back to his office. He wishes to become the Dreamstone himself. Big wind magic <laughs> that happens. Also,
2: also, that's a risk, man. I want to become you, the little rock on the desk. Right, he could have just become a rock. He's like, yeah, I've seen the Twilight Zone because that's what's going to happen. You're going to become a rock and people are going to pick you up and you're going to wind up in a bucket
0: somewhere you know like yeah absolutely that is yeah some real Twilight Zone level yeah Um, the next morning Barbara discovers she's very strong Diana and Steve set out to figure out how the stone brought him back
2: I love the the conversation around it we could just lay here in bed forever but I should probably figure out why you're back yeah to get him to be like yeah that's uh, a you got a great point let's let's get me dressed and going
0: Chris Pine is ver- is like really great in this. Gal Gadot is really pretty, and I don't think she's a very good actress. It, she plays I don't the role. Think fine. so either. It, it,
2: it's like Superman to me, where it, like you could be Christopher Reeve or uh, what's her face, um, the original Wonder Woman.
0: Lois. Oh, the
2: original uh, Linda Carter. Uh, Linda, Linda Carter. Where they're both very like charming. Or you could just be like, oh, she's overpowered and she's disconnected from humanity and trying to navigate it. Yeah. That's
0: their angle, I guess. I guess I don't really find her especially charming. I feel yeah. like she's a little distant and doesn't do much. Whereas, I I think it's like, it's by a, design. A
1: line reader. Yeah.
0: yeah. Where, whereas, whereas, like, yeah, Christopher Reeve, who you brought up, like, played like the ah shucks like Superman, but did it in a very interesting, unique way.
1: Yeah. Well, and what what the unique way was, like, a very pronounced difference between his alter egos.
0: Right. You and, know, but, Bruce,
1: nobody got close to Bruce Wayne, so nobody could really tell if he was, you know, <laughs> he was still kind of brooding, but just more of a social.
0: Sure, sure. Um, I, I would say, though, like, Christopher Reeve's Superman is still, he's still a little snarky. He still has a distinct, he's a distinct character from Clark Kent, but he still actually has a character beyond, like, I'm Superman. Well, yeah,
2: and like absolutely. Smokey, that, well, that was
1: precisely my point. Yeah. He's he's adequately playing two. Yeah, well, and absolutely. I think in their own ways,
2: comparing Linda Carter and Christopher Reeves to Gal Gadot and Cavill, they're both playing the distant. Like I could, I could crush a human spine by like accidentally turning too
1: quickly. Mm. Yeah, that's the Snyderverse we got. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. fair enough. I, I, Cavill, I don't want to blame it
0: on her because yeah. she winks at that kid, and I, I was. It was earnest and heartfelt. I, I feel like Cavill tries to do a little more with his Superman than she tries to do with wonder woman. Um, yeah, I agree. and I, it's, it's cool that he's going to get a chance to do it again without the Snyder, like yeah. stank on it. We'll <laughs> see. There'll still be Snyder stink on it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, Max meets with the investor that wanted his money back. He tricks him into wishing for their company to be successful. He gets the investor arrested Through the power of the wish, so so basically he gets to choose what the monkey paw thing is. Yeah, he gets to choose the monkey paw repercussions. Um, (laughs) so
2: he
3: with some monkey paw when you when you've got a sentient dreamstone.
2: Yeah, I wish that had been more. (laughs) more clear (laughs) you don't hide it under a bushel (laughs) on a second watch it's obvious he's like and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna take like when he tells the president stuff you know that he's gonna do yeah it just wasn't clear enough in the beginning so it's very confusing by the time he's doing it
0: right at the beginning when he like yeah no it's it's very much like just like okay and then i get this like you know it's it's confusing i would have loved
2: to see him give more of his account's porsches i feel that would have worked
0: I feel like this movie could have, they could have tightened it up a bit and like really honed a few things and made things a little, a little, come through a little more clearly. Um, So uh, he gets back to his office. The phones are ringing off the hooks. He gets a bunch of new employees through his secretary's wishes. Um, Meanwhile, Diana and Steve are trying on clothes, walking around town, doing the fish out of water thing. Looking at trash cans. Yeah. She shows Steve the Smithsonian's history of flight because he's a pilot. They finally arrive back at the museum. Find Barbara being all cool and popular now. She don't need no glasses. Um,
1: That's all it takes.
0: Yeah. She just, yeah, she takes the glasses off and shakes her hair out. And now she's hot.
1: (laughs) Now she can see.
0: Yeah. Um... They, let's see, uh, she tells them Max borrowed the dreamstone. Diana gets upset and leaves to go find him. They discover his office covered in dust, but he isn't there. And, D- and Diana finds the metal band that was around the dreamstone and realizes it was created by a god, but she doesn't know which one. They decide to go looking for Max, and they discover he's heading to Cairo. I love the ring being left over. The little details like that are
2: interesting. Like, oh, shit, that's not part of the thing. But it is a little breadcrumb along her figuring out what the hell happened. Yeah. yeah. That was something I thought they did relatively well, her not knowing what actually happened to the
0: rock. Yeah. Um, they follow, they steal a fighter jet that Steve pilots, and Diana turns invisible.
2: I, it
3: happens to be fully fueled. Yeah.
2: Fully fueled. Also, 6,000 miles to Egypt. I Googled that shit. Yeah. Um, the distance of a fully fueled, because that's like a Tomcat
0: F-14 or something like that. It's about 1,000 miles. They should have stolen like an SR-71 or something. That could have done it. Or a 747 or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, those don't have side-by-side seats, but that's a nitpick. <laughs> Anyways. Um yeah. Uh, so we get the invisible jet thing. It was cute the way they did the invisible
3: jet. Um, meanwhile. I'm sorry. Steve can apparently fly anything.
0: Yes. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I, a dude that flies a World War One biplane is not going to be able to jump into an 80s-era fighter jet. I will say this. that was at the museum. It was probably a 60s-era
2: jet or a 70s-era jet. Okay. That being said, it's still going to be a little bit more complex but it's nowhere near as complex as things from the 80s, 90s, and today. Um, so
0: Fair enough, serious. but yeah, also, why was it fully fueled?
2: Yeah, it being fully fueled, fully fueled on a tarmac with a runway is the real question. <laughs>
0: yes, this is a museum piece. Why? This is in D.C. Where is that oh,
2: runway?
3: Oh, so actually, um, they it was called uh, the Roth-Smithsonian Archives in the movie, but the actual place uh, is the Stephen F., Udvar Hazy Center at Dulles Airport. Ah. It's a oh uh, it's a big like hangar extension of the Air and Space Museum. Right. That's cool. I guess they got to land those planes somehow to get them into the museum.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, all right. So, um Barbara gets some info about where the stone came from. She's at the library looking at microfiche. Um and on the way home. <laughs> Microfiche was uh, basically Google before we had Google. They, yeah, they'd
2: put every newspaper on a film strip, and you could look at it by zooming in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Uh,
0: yeah, on the way home, she gets accosted by the same guy who attacked her previously. This time, she beats him up herself. She kicks the shit out of that guy. Yeah, she does. And tells her
2: homeless friend who was reading Waiting for Godot, Get out of here. Uh Mind your own business.
1: Go wait for, go wait for Godot. She's in her trailer.
0: One of my favorite lines, uh, we talked about Buffy earlier. One of my favorite lines from Buffy still to this day is he, he makes Godot look punctual.
1: (laughs) Um, That's funny.
0: Uh, so in Cairo, Max uses, uh, in Amir's wish to create, uh some real messy and unclear political situation having to do with a wall and the city and I don't know what all's going on there, but it gets it gets real messy real fast. Not to bring it back
2: to uh what's his name, Trevor? Yeah. Um The Wall appeared
0: out of nothing. The wall appeared out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um It wasn't clear at the beginning, but when the wall eventually disappears, it becomes like a canal. Hmm. Uh, they mentioned it in the, the newscasts that uh, there was a water crisis because of this wall people couldn't get to fresh water or something. So um, the, the emir wished for the return of his ancestral homelands. Yeah. Um, so, and for all the infidels to be kept out, hence the wall.
0: Yeah. Exactly. But what about the infidels that were already in there?
3: Um, they're just stuck.
0: <laughs> well, that's not good for the infidels. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
3: <laughs> um I'm sorry, he said heathens, not infidels. Uh, ah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on I, I, I'm personally pro heathen, so yeah. Um Max takes the Emir's oh. security forces and heads out. Um, on the road, Diana catches up with him. There's the big fight chase sequence. So
2: he has the ability to wish away someone's free will.
0: Yes, and he does it a lot. I mean, he ultimately,
2: the same thing happens to uh, the body, the sex toy man. Mm, yeah. Um, he has no free will. Yeah. He just the sex toy Diana's man. Wish. Yeah, that's like a really scary implication of that ability though. It's like, yeah, I just I just bl- wish that what's the Twilight Zone episode where the kid uh, uh controls a, the whole city? Oh yeah. It, it's
0: good. It's a good life. Yeah. It's, a good yeah. life. it's a good life. Yeah. It's a good life, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I in my mind I always want to call it's a good life, Charlie Brown. <laughs> but then I imagine Charlie <laughs> Brown has the powers. I
2: mean, we, we saw Bart have those powers. I'd love to see Charlie Brown's depressed mind controlling a team oh, Yeah, that would be. Damn, that'd uh, be
0: dark. Yeah, that should be a be robot
2: chicken episode or something. A
1: lot of revenge would happen.
0: Uh, Lucy is gonna get fucked up, anyways. Yes. Um. Let's see. Uh. Yeah. this is. <laughs> where she. She. She rides a missile. She throws her lasso around a missile and hitches a ride at one point to get help the kids who are playing in the street. This
2: action sequence is really cool, though. The whole thing is blocked so well. This is the highlight of the movie, but also
0: absolutely propaganda. It's, it's absolutely the best set piece. But yeah, I like it.
2: Yeah. I wish the ending of the movie was in daylight because this scene was so fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so uh Max gets away bef- but not before um he tells her that he is what well, he says, you're looking at it when she asks where the dreamstone is. Um his, his manic delivery of that
2: line was perfect too.
0: Yeah. No, Pedro Pascal was great. He was great in this. Uh him and Chris Pine. I just want I just wanted those two dudes to be the front and center of the whole film. Um Yeah, uh, we discover that his ownership of half the world's oil reserves is causing chaos. Uh, Diana calls Barbara from Cairo, which has to be an expensive call. I don't think she did it collect. Um, Barbara tells her that the stone has been all over the world, but everywhere it's been, the civilizations have shortly collapsed thereafter. Uh, She says there's a Mayan shaman that they can go see and ask about it. Uh, Trevor or Steve and, uh, Diana get back to the States right quick. It seems like it's later that afternoon. Next Uh, morning. It was. All right, fine. Um, they see the shaman who tells them that the stone destroyed the Mayan civilization. The Mayans buried it. Diana figures out that the stone was created by Dolos. Uh, the God of Lies, also known as the Duke of Deception,
2: also the creator of that wig. Yes, <laughs> oh, it's <was> the worst <laughs> wig I've seen since Battlestar. What's that? Uh, Battle something Earth.
0: Oh, Battlefield it's Earth. Battlefield <laughs> Earth. Oh, That's God.
2: all I thought the whole time. I was like, yeah, like I, I hear one of those guys from Battlefield Earth,
0: man. Uh, uh, yeah, it grants wishes but takes a terrible toll on the wisher, Monkey Paw. Diana figures out that Max has become the stone. (laughs) To make it stop, everyone has to renounce their wish.
3: Or destroy the stone.
0: Yes. Meanwhile, back at his office, Max is granting wishes to many political and religious figures, trying to figure out how to get a lot of people to wish all at once. He spends some time with his son, then heads out to have an audience with the president. The entire city is in chaos as everyone's wishes are going haywire. He's really... I just got to say it out loud. He's really Trumpy yeah. Um, because
2: the people that he demands in his office is the the televangelist that stole his TV slot, his direct competitors in smaller markets, that kind of thing. He is wanting the people who he competes with directly who have, who have uh, slighted him yeah. to now answer to him. Yeah,
0: exactly. Very Trumpy. Uh, Diana and Steve go to her apartment she shows him some golden armor that belonged to Asteria, the greatest Amazon warrior of all time. Okay,
2: this is the most ham-fisted thing in the whole movie. She just has the armor in burlap
0: mm-hmm. in her
2: apartment. She should have said I keep my apartment free from the public because I have this priceless piece of armor that if anyone found it would be the greatest archaeological find ever. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Like that's more than enough reason to keep her place off the radar. Yeah. It should have been buried in a hole somewhere. It's just in her office.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, she told uh she told Max Lord that she has no TVs. She has like 12 TVs in
0: that room. Yeah, I mean yeah. She's <laughs> she's not watching Wonder Years, but uh she has TV. Oh, in 84 it would have been what uh uh oh, Family Alf? Ties. Family Ties. No, no, ALF was like 86 or 7. Would have been family, like family ties, or or or, Who's Cosby it? Show? Cosby Show, yeah, definitely Cosby Show. Uh, Steve, let's see. Oh, Max gets to the White House, meets with the president, who wishes that the U.S. had more nuclear weapons than the Russians. Max grants it while taking the president's power and authority. He also sees the president's secret satellite program that can broadcast to every TV and radio on Earth. He plans on taking control of it and reaching out to grant the entire planet's wishes. That is a real stretch of how touching works.
2: I liked it because it's an eighty. We have to think about it through a 1984 understanding of technology. He's touching the beam. The beam is touching the people.
0: It's yeah. like the killer that can travel
2: through electricity. It's lawnmower man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. This president to me was Superman too president it's this it's not the yeah. same guy obviously but they're very much like we want it to feel like that same
0: white house
2: because yeah. when did superman 2 come out was that 82 no no 80
0: 80 or 81 i think
2: but uh, yeah that's what it felt like to me i was like oh that's an interesting direct like it's not a guy who looks like ronald reagan you know? yeah
0: yeah no it's it's like like a, a character actor in his 40s <laughs> it was always a yeah. character acting white dude in his 40s was the president for the longest time. Um, Yeah, so Steve and Diana arrive at the White House. They try to capture Max, but he's being protected by the Secret Service. Diana is losing her powers. She can still fight them, but she's finding it more difficult. They almost have Max, but then Barbara shows up and protects him. She's now more powerful than Diana due to her wish and Diana's powers fading. She and Max escape together in a helicopter.
2: I wish that they showed her powers decreasing more clearly. That's yeah. another thing. As it, much as I love this movie, there are little gripes that would have made this so much more
1: robust. Well,
0: like, and her not being able to, like, open the gate earlier, like, or tear the thing off. Like, it wasn't until the second watch through that I realized that that's what that was. I thought they were just making a joke about how good the lock was. <laughs> Which was, like, it was like, all right. <laughs> but, that, Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, the Soviets have noticed the new American nukes. The world's on the edge of nuclear war. Steve and Diana go into the streets. There's chaos everywhere. Steve urges Diana to renounce her wish. She finally reluctantly agrees to do it. And Steve turns back into the other dude. All off screen. There was no CGI for that. It
2: made me so happy that they didn't dust him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. At the same time, I want him to appear out of nothing and disappear back into nothing. But yeah. it was so satisfying that they didn't spend $100,000 making him vaporize. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad
0: they didn't, too. Um, Diana's does, power. Does this chaos remind
2: anybody of Superman 2? Guy on roller skates in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, totally.
2: The, the lady walking her dogs, like you got to get inside my house. Yeah. I was like, this just feels <laughs> like Superman too. It slaps, totally, in, but also very dark.
3: Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, people or said I wanted a farm, but not here. It's the best wish, out of all the wishes.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, Diana's powers return. She uses her golden lasso to hitch a ride on an airplane. And I guess she can fly now. <laughs> she figured it out. Now she can just fly.
3: She, she bases it on uh, what Steve said earlier about catching the wind, um, becoming part of it, and uh, she basically does. I love the
2: mechanics of it. She pulls herself whoosh, through the air using the magical whip.
0: Yeah. It's
2: magic. It can do whatever. And then her body just glides at speed, falling with style.
0: Yeah, I had no problem with the flying. She, l- yeah. it looked cool.
2: Yeah, it's it to me that like, you couldn't have done it better. Same thing with the invisible plane. Like both of these things. Yeah, were, that's like, about the best way to do the invisible plane. <laughs> cool interpretations of the power set.
3: It was heart lifting too. Um, this the same back on the the road out of Cairo when she's vaulted into the air. She's um, just kidding. yeah, just her like floating through air. Is a great image. She
0: looks great. She does the Wonder Woman stuff great. I just feel like she's super fucking boring as Diana and super fucking boring at like like Gal Gadot looks great when she's doing the action stuff, but when she's acting and being a person, she is so boring to me.
2: Yeah. Uh, again, I defended because I think that's by design.
0: I don't think that's her. I've choice. seen her in other things. I don't know if it is. I think that's just how she, she is. Acts. Pretty stiff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. Um, so uh, Barbara on the flight with Max apparently wishes to be a cat or something. <laughs>
3: then they she ar- w- she wishes to be an apex predator.
0: <laughs> and he's like, "You're a cat."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Why a cat? Why not just a more threatening human being? Because I guess
0: cats are sexy. Deborah <laughs> Deborah
2: Cheeto was a cheetah in 1943. So yeah temperate cheetah
0: <laughs> the cheetah girls are. show us the butthole cut <laughs> Uh, I got my hashtags mixed up and accidentally requested to see Zack Snyder's butthole he gets it all the time <laughs> Um, anyways, Barbara, yeah, is there, uh, let's see. Max starts broadcasting. He's telling everyone in the world, make wishes. People do that. And it's bad.
3: Uh, this is what I found to be very 1984 was the taking over of all the TVs.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't know. That just felt like, I mean, Lex Luthor did it. Um, it, it just seemed like a thing like oh no i can't control my tv anymore yeah it's oh that's a very 80s like thing absolutely
0: unplug the power that's the height of technology in the 80s it's like i control the tvs
3: but everybody's stopping to watch it's not like you know what's going on my tv's just like oh i gotta watch this
0: yeah it's like he's on every channel
2: like, also, he's doing it in front of the presidential seal. I would be very confused. I'd be like, yeah.
0: "Is this that oil guy?" He's not the president. What's going on? Yeah, what is happening?
2: Um. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, oh, don't he you did. think someone watching is going to go? I wish this guy would shut the hell up. Right? I was watching the football
3: game. Um. That's Ooh. what he took from the president. Uh.
0: Oh, the power
3: and authority. The power. The power yeah, and his... authority. Power, influence, and authority. Yeah.
0: So I guess everyone's like, yeah, I, I like you, Max. I <laughs> I love that he uses Marine to, or Marine 1 to get around. Yeah. The helicopter. Yeah. That is one of the
2: coolest things.
0: But to also follow, he flies a helicopter. Wait, did they get on a jet or did they fly the helicopter to wherever that island is? And where is Oh, the- they
2: fly the helicopter. It's got to be in like uh, the Caribbean. It's mm. probably in like
0: Hamilton or somewhere nearby DC. Okay, fair enough. I, for some reason in my mind I always was picturing it as being somewhere in like Asia or something. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's like Southeast Asia. Yeah. I mean it, it's right. a Bond villains island, you yeah. know? You oh, can't absolutely. get those in North America. <laughs> uh not with not with not in this real estate market. <laughs> um so uh yeah, let's see, Diana arrives, she fights Barbara who's a kitty cat. Diana defeats Barbara. <laughs>
2: Okay. She is immediately flying from D.C. through the air, whoosh, pulling herself, riding the lightning. Yeah. It's super sweet. She appears wherever they are, Lord's new base that belonged to the U.S. government, I'm assuming, because that's where the project is run out of. Mm-hmm. Um, the point defense cannons, the little air, the automated guns are shooting at her because she's wearing a metal armor flying suit.
0: Yeah, where did she keep that? Yeah, we never saw her put it on. She didn't go back to her apartment. She left from the street
1: straight it was
3: away. In we didn't see her go back to her apartment.
1: But like, Can, wait, you mean
3: uh, yeah. Diana?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've never shown it. And I don't know why, but in the show, it was that spin around thing, like in the Twisted Sister well, video. And I'm you no, know, she just spun around and then she was dressed as Wonder Woman. I'm
2: willing to accept that her armor. <laughs> that's like endowed from her familial heritage is just available to her magically. But the the armor of the... Asteria. Other lady, yeah, Asteria was a physical object wrapped
0: in burlap right. inside her spy office and, in her apartment. And we actually did see her leave DC immediately from being on the street. It's not like there was some blank time where she wasn't accounted for. She left the city. And she's traveling hundreds of miles per
2: hour through the air. Yeah. Like she is away from DC very quickly in her skirt. Like it was just the thing that frustrated me. I watched it again and was like, I have to rewind this. Where the hell did that armor yeah, come Yeah, no, from? no. She just kind of had it on. That's like it just, it, it would have been nice if she summoned it to herself or something and we saw that. Like that would be expensive, but like,
0: I, I mean, it's magic. Maybe, I'm sure maybe there was a shot or something that they cut out for. I want to say for time, but I don't think they cut anything for time.
2: Um, (laughs) They left things in for time instead. Oh, my Lord.
0: Um, So, all right. So she confronts Max, um, uses the lasso of truth to tell the world through him that.
3: Did you notice? I'm sorry. Did you notice how much bigger the boobs were on the the armor?
0: (laughs) I didn't.
2: No, but I don't doubt it at (laughs) all.
3: It is borrowed armor.
0: It is. Oh, so Linda Carter had a lot bigger boobs is what we're saying.
1: Uh,
3: yeah. I think she did.
1: I mean, yeah,
0: I think she, I think she might have, yeah. Um yeah, so everyone rena- But
3: I also thought it I also thought it was just like accentuating the boobs.
0: Yeah. Sure. Also, she
2: she hasn't donned that armor before, I don't think, and she's just like untested weapon into battle. Yeah. Wonder Woman's crazy for that.
0: Yeah, she is. Like
2: she also she didn't think she was strong enough. All of a sudden she figures out she can fly and she's like, I need that gold <coughs> suit thing. I gotta fight a TV guy. And a cat. <laughs> and uh, I've got to fight a cat and a TV host. <laughs> she didn't bring it out when she was fighting Doomsday or the
0: other guy. Yeah, that's was the thing, she never wears it thought. again, apparently, because we've seen her several times after this chronologically. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Uh, well, the the cheetah like ripped up the armor wings, yeah, with her claws. Her kitty is there, claws is cat versus bird,
0: <laughs> and bird won. Take that, cats. Um, so, anyways. um, yeah, everyone takes their wish back. She shows Max visions of when he was an unhappy kid, visions of his own unhappy kid who's looking for his dad Max renounces his wish he reunites with Alistair and Barbara becomes just a lady again she she defelines so did everyone in the world renounce their wish
3: we showed a lot of people renouncing their wishes
0: yeah I don't know if everyone did maybe just Max renouncing his by proxy makes everyone else's wishes get renounced
2: she says to Max, I'm not talking to you. As she looks just past the lens, that whole speech, which was kind of a cool like thing and yeah. you know, it's her one emotional flex really in the whole movie. Um but she's talking to the studio or not the studio, the uh, the audience at home through his leg. Yeah. Using her I don't know how that mechanic is supposed to work. It just complicated the whole thing because I'm like, it did so did everyone? What if you didn't?
0: Right. It but made him he needs to
2: unrenounce his wish. The stone needs to pop out. They need to crush it. Boom. Story's over.
0: Right. But instead, they make it seem like everyone in the world renounces their wish first. Yeah. Like, I would have rather had him be like, "What? gross. I just puked that stone back
2: up. Ouch. I'm going to go get my kid. Will you destroy this?
0: Yeah. It would have been cleaner, narratively.
2: <laughs> yeah. Instead of just confusing mess. Christmas.
0: Yeah. Transition. <laughs> yeah. Right and yeah and then it's Christmas and Get out uh, of the forest and she's like hey <laughs> hey dude i had I mean sex it with was you.
3: it was just the 4th of July yeah and now it's Christmas an hour ago
0: yeah yeah um so anyways yeah it's christmas she's apparently gonna start dating a guy who she <laughs> was banging in the summer um then uh credits roll Oh yeah, it cuts. She's flying. She flies around. Credits roll. Uh, in a mid, we, cre- we get a Chris Pine voiceover right while she's flying through the air the last time, or is that earlier? I think that was earlier. Yeah, when oh, okay. she was learning to fly. Um, it's the hardest thing coming down when the ink got wings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah, I was muted. Uh, uh, in a mid-credit sequence. Asteria is revealed to be alive and secretly living among the humans and played by Linda Carter.
2: That's why they shouldn't have wasted her armor. Yeah. They should have just had the armor be a thing for the next Wonder Woman 3. Wonder Woman 1996 or whatever. I hope. I hope so. I hope they do another movie that's in the past or in the fucking future. Who cares? Yeah. But bring back Linda Carter to wear the armor. They wasted that opportunity. Cause she could just pump her up before the end of a mission or before a mission or something. Yeah, remember that time I wore this armor and fought the guys from 300? Here, take it. <laughs> uh, or something. I, don't I don't write this for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, you know, it was fine. I don't know. So, my feelings the second time watching this through was like, it's fine, it's all fine. I get what they were doing, it was fun in parts, it was too long, it was all fine that's 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 where I've come down i think it's a genre film you know
2: it's an 80s being the genre
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely but it's it's a genre film it's yeah but it's again it's a superhero movie that's pretending to be a genre film we've seen a lot of superhero it's, movies pretending to be different genres recently and they're not all successful this one was I, this one, I, I think this one was like 75% of what it wanted to be. Yeah. It just wasn't tight. It was too damn long. Oh, God, it was so long. Painfully long. Um, That, that's, yeah. Any other unanswered questions?
1: No. Nope.
0: Yeah, I me mean neither. It just kind of is what it is. Um, How about? I just want
2: to know if the guy remembers uh being inside Chris, uh, Chris Pine's mind. Having sex with Galcato?
1: I assume uh, not, since I'd, I don't think so.
0: Since, like, I think he would have been like, "Hey, you look just like that lady I was having sex with." <laughs> In <laughs> my that's
3: mind, how that, that's how that—that's how
0: that conversation should have gone. Yeah. Um. All right, you guys ready to rank it? Sure. I'm. Okay. I'm looking. I'm okay. Well, we have the first Wonder Woman at number twenty-nine. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think I like it. No, I don't think I do like it better than the first Wonder Woman, but I may not be the majority here.
0: Brian, what do you? I think, I, I
2: agree with that. I don't know where I would put it. I like Age of Ultron is a great place to start,
1: um, or between Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman, maybe.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Al, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about this Wonder Woman, especially in comparison to the first one?
3: Um, uh, I mean, uh, I liked it about the same. I don't know if I, if I liked it better, it wouldn't be by much just two completely different, um, tones, I suppose. Um, but I, I still really enjoyed this, still really enjoyed this movie, um,
0: yeah, I, I think I liked it a lot more the first time. Watching it again was, it, it. I don't know, it it hit. The first
1: Wonder Woman just, it still had that dark and broody Snyder, like, vibe. and yeah. Steppenwolf and all that. This was colorful bright and fun. Which Absolutely. It just nice to see DC do that. <laughs>
2: I, I, you could have snuck this into the Marvel Universe, and I wouldn't have.
1: Yeah, planned. you could have. Sure.
2: If this had been the Captain Marvel movie, I would have been like, oh, that's kind of a cool origin for Captain Marvel.
0: I absolutely like Birds of Prey better than this. (laughs) Like, I would have a hard time personally putting it above Birds of Prey, but I could...
1: That's why I said between Birds of Prey and the first one. I can dig that. I'll second that.
0: All right. Sounds like everybody's on board. Wonder Woman 1984 going at number 29. On our big list, <laughs> our big meaningless list.
1: Um, Gotta have a list. That's right. <laughs> Gotta have a list.
0: That's it for Wonder Woman 1984, which means it's time to look forward to next week. And next week we are going to be watching Black Widow. Uh, yeah, ooh. Black Widow. There was um, 2021. We're we're catching up. Yeah. Only a year uh, and a half old, that one. Well, I mean, from release date, it was made a lot yeah. earlier. This so movie should have come out right after Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's next Civil week. Civil War, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been perfect. That is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, this has been your host, Throw Smiley, and I wish you a very good
1: day <laughs> I'm Josh CC and uh, go down to HR and see uh, Deborah Cheetah she'll help you finish your paperwork
2: I'm Brian Lesh and I'm going to join back with the wind and the air and wherever the hell I came from
3: I'll be right there with you there Brian I'm Alaric Weber riding the lightning <laughs> <laughs> it's from my culture
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week guys bye bye